Hi everyone, it's Bert from Season Gaming, and welcome to this week's BitCast. We're at BitCast 47, end of February. Not too much news going on, but we're going to share with you what is going on in the industry. A couple good reviews for you, so if you've been kind of looking for our take on Crackdown, we are going to kind of share it with you. Dan's going to kind of share his best opinion about Crackdown that we can kind of share. And then we're also going to be reviewing Far Cry, which is the newest DLC, or I guess you could say standalone game for its own. So that's Far Cry New Dawn. We're going to share with you what we're currently playing, and also we're going to do the famous Name That Game. This time Dan's going to be hosting that one. But let's kick off the news with kind of what was the biggest news of the week towards the end of the week. Reggie from Nintendo is retiring. He's been there for about 13 years. And in the funniest part of this news, Doug Bowser is taking over. And that is his name. So uh, let's kind of talk about that, what we think about it. Of course, I'm kind of the Nintendo fanboy here. We always get joked around with on my Amiibo collection and all the Nintendo stuff that we play. But we all really enjoy Nintendo. We wanted to kind of share our opinion on what we think of Reggie leaving. He's been a big part of the industry. But let's kick it off with you, Ains. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, so 13 years, president of Nintendo of America. I think he was with Nintendo overall for something like 17 years. I'm going off of memory. Um, you know, it's been interesting, right? Because if you look at his tenure, um, you have the Wii, pieces of the Wii. You have the, the Wii U, which was considered pretty much a failure for Nintendo. And then you have the Switch, which has been a rousing success. So I think over the past few years, uh, he's really come into the leadership role and kind of been that that uh, icon for Nintendo. In fact, you know, if you think years ago, we used to see Miyamoto everywhere, right? He was like the face of Nintendo. And as he's kind of moved into the background and really just kind of helping other Nintendo developers and helping them um, bring things to light, um, Reggie kind of took that role as the face of Nintendo. So it's it's interesting, you know, I think people really got used to seeing him, Sean Layden and Phil Spencer as the icons of the industry. And they did that famous, you know, uh, three-person stage appearance last year as well so kind of interesting to see him taken off but uh yeah definitely the funniest part of this is doug bowser i mean just you couldn't even write something that comical as taking over for head of uh president of nintendo of america and doug uh has been with nintendo for years on end as well from what i read he is uh has been working with reggie closely for a long time now and preparing for this role so i don't think we're going to see a lot of big changes here overall um, but it is going to be weird to uh, not see Reggie anymore. And uh, we saw Reggie, what, we were a couple feet from him in E3 last year. Yep, with crazy security all over the place. That, <laughs> right. he did. And he's yep. a big enough guy. I don't think he needs that kind of security. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just going to miss seeing him, you know, at the events. You know, I mean, not personally, obviously, I wasn't there. But I am going to, you know, he just become the face of Nintendo. I don't know what's going to happen from here on out, hopefully they just keep on keeping on and just you know releasing metroid eventually <laughs> come on bowser <laughs> you know um the funniest part of the whole thing is that you know when they showed that picture of him they had that what mario and luigi in the background and they were kind of tied up on his shelf i about <laughs> lost it i was like this is the perfect guy <laughs> for you know to take over for reggie um i got I don't know, man. I mean, it's, it sounds better than uh, our news last week about the PlayStation stuff. So, you know, good luck, Reggie. I, you know, you've done an amazing job. Uh, when you listen to this podcast, heartfelt thank you from all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that Bowser finally wins in one of the Mario games. Like, Mario does everything he can, and Bowser still gets Peach. That's what I'm hoping for. Let's see what happens. 
Yeah, one cool thing is if you're a big Reggie fan or you want to know more about him, you can go to the Nintendo YouTube channel and they have created like a list of his best moments and also his funniest moments. Um, he kind of has a history of kind of being like the dad joke of the video game industry because he's kind of, I guess he's like half business but still half gamer. But the way he kind of delivers his news is always kind of funny because he's kind of a goofy guy. So um, a lot more personality than, um, you know, some of the guys at Sony. Obviously, Phil Spencer is a pretty cool dude, and he's very different from a lot of the other people because he actually games a lot. But Reggie is uh, a lot of fun, and I think we're going to miss him in the industry quite a bit. So we'll see what happens. I think uh, Nintendo is going to be doing pretty well for a while. The Switch has kind of embedded itself as the, the hot console to get right now. So we'll see what that changes for the industry, which kind of takes us over to our big news that we covered just a little bit in the past couple weeks but now it's become the biggest part of the news industry this week and um Ains has wrote an Amer has has wrote has written an amazing article um to kind of highlight everything on here and it's more about the game pass coming to switch not just switch but other uh, types of consoles uh, peripherals that you can kind of play this on but obviously people are now talking about can i play my games that i have on game pass on the switch the news kind of leaked itself um, from not officially Nintendo. Nintendo has not even commented on this, nor has Microsoft officially. So this is kind of uh, something that's part of the rumor mill, but it seems like a very realistic thing that will be happening in the near future. And um, Dan, I don't want to jump you here, but I want to just mention uh, Ains really quick because he has the article. If you can kind of talk to us a little bit about it, we're not going to go into super detail again, but if you can kind of just mention what's kind of happened here. Yeah, so... I guess the easiest way to say is Microsoft started talking about this uh, last year, you know, starting kind of with E3 and Project X Cloud, in that re really they're moving Xbox in multiple directions. So, you know, people have been asking Microsoft for years if they're going to make a portable console. And I think the age of that, as we kind of talked about with the Vita before, may be, may be done. You know, Nintendo obviously hit something strong with the Switch, but that's a separate conversation. But really what Xbox is doing is they've said that they're going to have the traditional console like they do now. If you want that powerful Xbox One X, you know, whatever the next generation, the Anaconda rumored to be console, they're going to have it. They're still going to lead in that front. However, from a service perspective, um, Xbox Live, Xbox Game Pass are going to utilize uh, Project X Cloud and start moving some of their titles to other devices such as the Switch or your iPhone, Android device, etc., tablets. Um, and so, you know, like, like Bert said, you know, I wrote an article on this to kind of explain it from a technical perspective at a very base level, just because people seem to be a little confused about how this will work. Um, this is nothing to be hugely surprised at. It's nothing to be hugely concerned about, in my opinion, anyway. And uh, technology, uh, te on the technology side, uh, it's very, very feasible. So, um it, it, it's really interesting because I think it's it's kind of neat. I was just uh, traveling this week and thinking about, you know, I gave Forza Horizon 4 as the example, just thinking about the capability of um, getting on the plane, hooking up the Wi-Fi and playing Forza Horizon 4 on my Switch. I mean, just thinking about that is almost mind-blowing when you think about the console industry for the last few decades, how everything has been locked to a box. Um, but the industry's changing. And, uh, you know, five to ten years from now, or maybe even sooner, it's going to look vastly, vastly different. So, long story short, if you're a traditional console guy, like Bert and I, you still buy hard copies of games on your consoles, don't worry. That's still going to be here. However, um, you know, connectivity, uh, being allowed to play your games on other devices and travel with you where you go, uh, that's what Microsoft is doing. And they're, they're driving hard at it. 
Yeah, I mean, it's all good for gamers. I mean, that's really what it's going to come down to. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm, I'm curious to see how the technology will actually be, late, you know, just put out there. Um, I know Google's doing that Project Steam or Stream or whatever it's called. And stream, they yeah. Did, yeah, Stream. They did that with uh, Assassin's Creed, and it seemed to go pretty well. Um, but, you know, games like that, you know, are very graphically demanding. So, um I'm interested to see who gets the, you know, the jump first, you know, obviously Google's working on it, you know, there's rumors of, uh, I think Amazon or somebody else working on that kind of thing too, Xbox, obviously, um, obviously you won't get that, maybe that graphic fidelity, you know, on the run, but you'll still be able to play it. It'll be interesting. I mean, it's good. It's a good thing. I mean, anybody that says otherwise is smoking something. So, you know, bring it on, man. I want to play Forza on my Switch today well and you're you're all digital already so yeah this is all good yeah (laughs) Yeah. ready to go it's it's funny because uh, we've kind of talked about this before with this game pass unfortunately if you buy some of these games physical versus digital you can't transfer them between the the cloud-based sharing that you have like for crackdown for example i've seen a number of people talking about how they can play crackdown on their xbox and then if they are on the computer at work or something and they want to play at work they can literally do it there well if you're physical um not the best so it might be something for me and ains to consider since we're more of the 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 physical buyer but um how did this come into the news so there was a couple of different outlets that have kind of been reporting this game informer did mention something with a little bit more detail by saying that there will be some sort of announcement in the year 2019 (laughs) so um we might still be super far away from this happening we could be as quick as like in the next few months that you might see the game pass app show up somewhere so kind of cool um kind of keep i guess close to the story we will report as much as we can um, as we hear things on the story but keep in mind it's not something that we're going to be seeing tomorrow where you can install something right away and start playing ori or any other games that have been talked about here but very neat news we'll see what happens from it something to be excited for which uh something else to be excited for um e3 is right around the corner so this is when the rumors will start jumping up all over the place on new software and new hardware and one of the newest pieces that has come out is first of all let's mention the outlet here it's it's something that's mentioned from a french site that has been pretty accurate about this before and funny enough i don't have the name of the outlet here but um it is it is a rumor that we are going to be seeing the new xbox consoles and when i say consoles this has been a long rumor that Microsoft has been working on multiple consoles. One would be a digital type uh, box that you would buy, and the other one would be for physical stuff. So that we have heard the code name before, Anaconda, which is the, the one that has been talked about, which will be your disk-based system. And then the other one that is now getting more traction is code name Lockhart, and this would be the streaming console, the one that you would be playing and probably the one that Dan would pick up, um, whereas we would pick up the Anaconda console. Uh, for the physical stuff and one of the big surprises is or I guess it has to happen at this point in the generation is that we are looking at potentially an SSD internal hard drive so immediately some some faster hard drive stuff which we kind of use today from an external perspective the last bit of news here Dan and then I'll, I'll turn it over to you here is that Halo Infinite is being looked at as the launch title for this console so we've kind of mentioned that before in our bidcast and even some other videos that Halo Infinite is probably going to be a the big launch co- uh, game for the console so um, no official comment from Microsoft yet so nothing has been confirmed and they're probably not going to mention anything until e3 anyways but this is turning out to be closer and closer to at least an announcement of the next consoles yeah bring it on man 
And there is no way I'm buying myself a streaming console. What, what do you think I am, man? I still got to have my SSD. There's going to be no so, way. So let, let, we probably need to be <laughs> careful here because I, I was going to say a lot of sites have been reporting a streaming console and Microsoft has been pretty clear that they're not about streaming. I think what they're okay. trying to say is a digital console, digital meaning console, it's a right. so it'll have a hard drive. drive, right? So you would still have Game Pass. You would still install your games locally. You just okay. wouldn't have a disk drive. Oh, well, that's good then. Then maybe that's the one I will buy as long as it has an SSD. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, here's the thing. There, there's it all depends on prices, you know. I mean, actually, it does. And I'll probably buy the most expensive one because I'm stupid. But, you know, I've got right now 16, 17 terabytes, you know, sitting there, not completely full, but damn near. <laughs> and so this is great for me. I mean, I, either one. I mean, ring on. I'll probably buy one of each <laughs> for some stupid reason. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, you know what? I'm, I'm excited to see what the next gen brings, not just from Microsoft, but from Nintendo and Sony as well. So I'm 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 ready. I'd, I'd like to think that this is coming at, a, at E3, and you know they just drop this huge bomb, um, and then to see how you know Nintendo and Sony react with their announcements, because it doesn't seem Sony's like really in a hurry at the moment. You know they're working on something, but I think once they you know, whoever drops it first, <clears throat> you know, you're going to have that immediately, those people following right back up. And with Sony not at E3, you know, I'm wondering if they'll just kind of just throw it out there. Oh, yeah, hey, PS5 is coming also. Same time Xbox is. I don't know. I'm ready for it. Let's bring it on. I want to see some 8K graphics with 18 teraflops. <laughs> so the... Um you know, the real interest, the t well, bleh, excuse me, there's a couple things here. First of all, Halo Infinite, yes, 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 yes. Um, I really hope, if this is a launch title, that they do a special edition um, launch Anaconda, what it, whatever it may be called, Halo Infinite console, so I'll just say that now. Um, but Lockhart, what they're talking about, digital console, right? Now, the interesting thing will be, are they going to do one console power type and leave the Xbox One X to turn into like the entry level Xbox console uh, for the next generation, if you know what I mean. Um, and Lockhart and Anaconda will be the same specs, or will there be two different models where you'll have like a you know the the next generation will have a entry level model that'll be higher than an Xbox One X, and then the Anaconda is supposed to be like the all out um, super powered console. So we really don't know at this point. Um, the other thing to keep in mind is that if the rumor's true, and it's been confirmed by several sources now, is they're going to go even beyond an SSD. So an SSD is basically your external hard drive, right, that doesn't have to spool up. And so it's about 40% faster on average than your standard hard drive. What they're talking about for Anaconda is an MVME drive, which is basically direct access. It's the fastest drive you can get outside of the RAM itself. And so that would make even an SSD seem slow. And the benefit of that being in the console, if it's true, of course, is that the operating system and all of your internal apps, anything you install on the console itself will be damn near instant. Um, so, you know, think of all the complaints Xbox has gotten around lag on the UI this, this generation and how they've tried to fix oh, that. And uh, yeah, and lag in launching apps and lag in launching games and switching between pages. If this is true and there's an MVME direct drive inside the box, you can forget about that. It'll be, I mean, it'll be instant. Everything will just be instant. And um, 
like I said, that's been confirmed by several sources. Everything we've heard is that Anaconda is going to be the console that is going to be far and away the most powerful and most um, probably the most expensive, right, console next generation. Um, so that's the one I'm most interested in, of course. And we did hear the other rumor, of course, uh, as you have here, Bert, is that it'll still have a UHD drive. So if you like that 4K disc player, um, like our old, you know, like us old heads do, um, that'll still be there as well. So that's the one I want to hear more about. Um, the only last thing I was going to say is a, another rumor did come out this week. Who knows if it's true? Uh, no sources have verified this, but that um, Modern Warfare 4, we talked about it last week briefly, is going to be the Call of Duty this year. And Call of Duty and Activision are re-signing with Xbox um, going forward for that third-party marketing deal. And then we're going to see Modern Warfare 4 be demonstrated on the Anaconda at E3. So um, what, what you can probably think of here is native 4K, 60 FPS, uh, flawless, you know, gameplay and graphics um, being shown to everyone. Everything you just wow. said has really kind of turned me on, Ains. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking, I was like, no, oh my I'm, gosh, this is like the best I thing I've ever in my life. Yep, I'm just going to sit no, here. And, I, yeah, I, you might want to pan the camera. I, from here, right, <laughs> we're not zoomed in that far, Dan. Um, oh, I man. think <laughs> I, I honestly think, and this is just opinion, um, but I honestly think that Microsoft, based on everything I've seen, all the insider information I've read, I think that they're going into next generation similar to what they did um, consoles used to do years ago, as you guys all remember, when they would take a loss on every single console sold to get it into households so that they can then get people signed up buying games. And in this case, signed up for the services, which uh, they're trying to spread to other devices. So if you think about it, they're gonna be willing to take a loss, even a substantial loss on each Anaconda sold. If they can get that into your house and you're a Game Pass subscriber and live subscriber, and you start playing your Xbox games elsewhere, um, they'll make that money back, no problem. But Anaconda, Prepare for it, because everything I've seen, this is going to be a monster, monster of a console. Yep. Well, a lot to take there um, from everything happening. Um, obviously, PlayStation is going to have some pretty good stuff up their sleeve as well. Nintendo, on the other hand, we're probably not going to see another console from them that's going to be, uh, quotes, next gen um, anytime in the near four to five years is my guess. I have a feeling they're going to run with the Switch for a while. Um, really quick question for you, and I guess this is my question of the pit of the bitcast for you. Do you guys think we do see the next PlayStation and the next Xbox in some form? And, and what I mean is the announcement on the way the console is going to look, not releasing this year, in 2019. Yes or no? Dan, start with you. Yeah, I think so. I think like okay. either one of them or like both of them maybe. I think uh, hopefully E3 for Xbox. Uh, and hopefully soon after that for PlayStation. Um, the whole yep. key to this whole thing and this whole launch, like you said, Ains, is going to be getting there first. Because I know, like we talked, I talked about a, minute, a little bit ago with Google, they have a tendency to go in and do this kind of stuff and then totally just wipe their hands of it. And I don't want to, you know, I want I don't want anybody beating the microsoft to the punch only because that is their you know that's one of their main driving factors right i mean it's not like sony in that sense but i really really hope that google holds off until microsoft gets this whole thing lined out and that's more of a you know not like a i like xbox better than google it's i just hate google <laughs> and i've seen what they've done to everything they put their hands on 
and I hate to start seeing them buying up exclusive rights and you know all this other stuff. I can just see them doing it and then just walking away like, hey, we made a month money, and then that's my biggest fear. But as far as console goes, I I assume they're going to be announced this year. They almost have to at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Ants, your thoughts really quick. Previously, I, I thought no, but you know, as more comes out, I guess yes. And, and as we've said before, keep in mind that a console design is locked down a couple years in advance of launching. So it wouldn't be too crazy to get a, a glimpse of it here in June, and then it not launch until you know summer or fall of next year. I think the more interesting thing is, you know, we know Microsoft wants to get get it out. Um, they they want to get a jump start, like Dan said, on next generation. It'll be really interesting. You think that we could see a spring launch for the next Xbox console, like spring of 2020 instead of fall? I do. Uh, that, funny enough, I was going to actually say that. I I was going to say that I think we will see what the console is going to look like physically. I think we're going to get basic specs as to what we're expecting from Sony and Microsoft. And I really think that we're going to see a spring or summer launch for the Xbox. I mean, even though the new console is launching, you still have to catch up with developers and see what they're going to be pushing out as well because the consoles are still pushing some pretty nice visuals today. And and another thing that has been mentioned is that the next thing is not going to be 8K or 6K or anything along those lines. It's going to be 4K 60 on just about everything. Um, and so I I don't know, obviously. We, we haven't heard anything from any developers and consoles usually... Uh, launch in fall um, but because of the holiday season but with the way the gaming cycle has changed these days I mean there's games to play throughout the entire year now not just the holiday cycle and a lot of them do really well so that would not surprise me one bit yeah yeah it's gonna be interesting I love it man I love this time I, I love seeing this arms race and you know that I honestly as the years have gone on the fact that Xbox got punched in the mouth at the start of this generation has been the best thing to happen to them um, because they have just, they've turned a corner and they're coming out swinging now. And I know that Sony sees this, of course, right? Sony knows what's at stake here. So this arms race between Sony and Microsoft, uh, you know, the only people that benefit are us. We're just going to get better and better consoles and bigger and better games. So I love it. Yep. Very exciting time to be a gamer right now. And this is the time when the new hardware is coming out. So could we see a lot of stuff coming? Sorry, Bert, I was going to say, you know, it'd be really interesting if we get PS5 and Xbox, whatever the hell it's called, next year, and then Nintendo launches a more powerful Switch, like it's been rumored, all in the same year. Yeah, I think they're going to have to. I mean, I've, we've talked about the, the, the lack of hardware from Nintendo for a while, but for some reason they still sell really well. I mean, the Wii releasing was kind of a surprise to me with how weak it was compared to everything that was coming out and out at that time, and it still sold more than those consoles, so I don't know. Um, okay, well, let, let's jump over to our next news. So we only have a couple more. Um, and Dan, I'm going to, like I said before, I'm going to rely on you on this one because you've actually uh, done some of the beta here. But the Dreams game, so this is from the developers of Little Big Planet. Um, and you've probably seen a lot of this in social media if you follow social media at all, but people kind of release the worlds that they created um, before and after <laughs> the embargo was on the game. And uh, so this game is uh, going to be uh, released in early access. It's going to be $29.99. Um, there's no firm date on launch. The only thing that the developing team has mentioned is that it will be in um, spring of 2019. But Dan, you've actually had your hands on this game already. What, what are your thoughts here? Can you tell us a little bit more about what you can and can't do with this game? Um, I haven't... I, I, let me preface this by saying I played probably five or six hours of it um, and tried to create stuff. I am not a creative person. 
in that sense, at least. Um, but it is extraordinarily deep as far as the uh, the cr creation tools that um, they provided. Um, the biggest thing for me about this game is that, you, like you said, Bert, you see all these things on social media and all these different games that there people are putting out and everything. Um, I know if you were in the beta or you're part of the newsletter, they'll, they'll send you an option to uh, pre-order, possibly. I'm not sure how that whole thing is going to work. Um, the early access in spring, I would probably say released in August, maybe. Um, the, the best thing about this is all the games that we're going to be able to play from other people, I think. So that's what got, that's what has me excited about this. Just seeing just some of the basic stuff that people were able to put together in such a short period of time is you're, you're going to be paying basically $30 for a game that you're going to be able to potentially play hundreds and hundreds of games. You know, some of them might be complete crap. Some of them might be amazing pieces of work you know and these guys you know i think it's going to lead to you know different you know job opportunities for some people um i know i think one of the guys that uh, put out one of the uh, deals on social media was hired by a, a company it's 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 not you know people think this is going to be kind of niche and then it might flop i really think that you're going to get a whole lot of bang for your buck on this one and being able to play all kinds of different things is something that I'm really, really looking forward to. But yeah, the the as far as the creation tools, it's insane how much you can actually do. And if you're really, really good at that stuff, I mean, I think you might get a new job. I mean, there's a, there's going to be people <laughs> that are just getting hired up from dreams. So uh, Media Molecule, you know, I think I, I think they're going to be fine. It's going to be awesome. I think it's it's been a little bit rocky as far as like you know the launch and trying to figure out everything, you know, with their NDA that they had and all that, but they're going to be fine. I'm ready to play some games for 30 bucks. <laughs> oh, I didn't know if you were looking for me to comment here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, no, I, like I've said before, very excited for it. I think the concept is amazing. I'm, I'm glad that they've taken the time to, I won't say perfect it, right? But they've obviously been polishing and polishing this for a long time now. Media Molecule, great company out of England, uh, good sense of humor in all of their games. And uh, I just want to see this uh, succeed. Uh, to Dan's point, some of the stuff we've seen out of the beta once they allowed people to share have been incredible. I mean, you've seen things from PT being remade to first-person shooters to 2D platformers and everything in between. It's, it's incredible. Um, so I, like an idiot, I, I got invited to the beta and I forgot to sign up formally, so I didn't get to play it. Um, hopefully, gonna you know, hopefully gonna uh, join this early access in the spring here and try it out for myself. But uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's it's kind of a weird development cycle as well. I mean, this thing has been teased since 2014, so it's been going on for a very long time. And I think a lot of people are excited to see what it is from Media Molecule for the for your everyday gamer um, that are are not creative as Dan claims he's not, <laughs> which is probably a joke because Dan could probably make some crazy stuff. Um, yes, but, I'm working on uh, um, General Jousting Two with uh, Nicholas from the Gaming <laughs> Perspective. We will be releasing that hopefully August 2019. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> good, good shout <laughs> but, out to our yeah. buddy Nick. Yep, shout out to yeah. Nick. <laughs> 
Yeah, so we'll see what this actually turns out to be for your everyday gamer. Uh, I'm sure you'll be able to play other people's worlds and stuff, similar to like the Mario Maker game, where if you don't really care about making worlds, you can at least play other people's, and that might be the, the cool part of it. So finally, we're going to see that game uh, right around the corner, hopefully. Um, and then this last piece is not really news, but we did want to share with you quick, and I'm being very clear here, quick, guys, <laughs> impressions on um, an Anthem, where this is not the review time. We'll be doing our review next time, but the game has officially, officially launched on street date um, as of a few days ago, depending on when you're listening to this. And uh, we finally have the game that is supposed to be on consoles and PC that is claimed to be patched up. But what are your thoughts here, guys? I know you have both put in quite a bit of hours in this game already. Yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed it. It uh, crashes a lot. It's really, really fun to play um, when you're not crashing a lot. That's the base. And it's pretty, I mean, at, at, up to this point, I've had plenty of content, you know, to keep me busy. I don't know anything about the end game, so I can't comment, comment on that. Um, but it is, I don't want to say it's buggy because I haven't run a lot of bugs, but the game crashes all the time. I think we crashed four or five times. That was just Ains yesterday. So that's an issue. Um, short of that, that's really all I can say about it, except that I'm really enjoying it. I'm having fun. Um, that's it, man. That's about all I got so far. Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of funny, right, Dan? Because I played yesterday morning. I, I had some rare uninterrupted free time which was beautiful and i played for several hours um, by myself and i had zero issues i didn't get any bugs never crashed um you know that it's had two patches uh the day one patch and then it had a patch fixing some ADR, hdr issues and some other things um saturday or, or friday late night i forget um but then when we partied up and we had four of us one person kept getting kicked for whatever reason and that was pretty annoying mm. Um, but for the most part, uh, I, I got to say I'm surprised. Um, I, I didn't have high expectations after playing in the alpha and the beta. Um, I was worried about content and the loot game and in various other aspects we talked about previously. But I'm having a lot of fun. Um, in fact, I'm thinking about playing the damn game right now. Like, I actively want to play it. And uh, as we said before, it's just fun flying around that world and, and the combat is really enjoyable. And the loot um, is opening up a bit, which uh, gets me, of course. And uh, it, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, there's definitely things they need to fix and work on. Um, but I got to say, I'm enjoying it a lot more than I thought I would. And uh, yeah, it's definitely fun to play, especially with your friends. Cool. And uh, when, when can we expect a decent review from either one of you guys? When are you all thinking that that might be maybe next week or a couple weeks from now? What are you all thinking? I can, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to shoot for next week. I think that's the one I'm doing, um, and we'll uh, we'll see though. I want to get at least to the end game, obviously, to give it a fair shake. And um, I'm not going to say I want to rush it, but I'm I don't know how far I am in it at this point. But if uh, PC reviews are any indication, I'm pretty pretty far. So uh, we'll see. We'll see next week. It'll it'll be a possibility for sure. Okay, cool. And, uh, and, go ahead. Go ahead. Andy. Sorry, I was going to say that, um, yeah, the interesting thing about this game, which we've seen, you know, in, in many cases lately, is that this is definitely a game as a service. They came out with a new roadmap yesterday or the day before, which gave some more detail. And there's a lot of things coming even in the next two to three months. Um, so this is going to be one of those weird things where Dan's going to give his review basically on the launch game, if you will, 
but this game could look very, very different six months to a year from now, similar to a bunch of other games, right? Whether you're comparing to Destiny or you're looking at things like Sea of Thieves or, um, you know, there's a ton out there, right? Division 1 is a great example. So it's going to be one of those tough ones where it's like this is the score for a launch game, but you may need to follow it over the next several months. And I'm sure Division 2 will be the same way. I think that's what yeah. I actually am planning on doing is doing that review for the launch. And then maybe six months from now, kind of do a, you know, revisit um, and see how it is and kind of update, you know, what I think about it. So, yeah, good idea. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I actually think that that having two reviews is important for these types of games. So having a launch state review, as you mentioned, and something six months down the road is perfect, I think, for the people that are going to be waiting for this game to have all the the bugs ironed out, I guess you could say, and the game kind of figured out as to the way the community responds to it. So it might be a better game for people down the road and some people want to start at the beginning. So you can have a review for both both crowds. But, um, okay, let, let's talk about some actual reviews. So Dan has been knocking games out like crazy, um, and uh, he's going to give us his thoughts on Crackdown and Far Cry New Dawn. So, Dan, kind of start with whichever one you feel like you want to start with, and give us your quick two cents on it, and these will be linked on our site as well. So if you're more of a reader, take a look at his thoughts there. All right, so let's start with uh, Crackdown. Um, I had a lot of fun with it. I blew stuff up um graphically it's really really pretty um i think with a five-year development i think it could have probably been better because it's very very repetitive um it, it's you're doing basically the same thing over and over and over again and you can only really play in bursts you know which is nice because you know we had far cry new dawn we had metro exodus release uh, early access for anthem so there was other things I could go do, but I kept coming back to it. And there were times where I was like, man, I really got to get through this. And, you know, cause I'm actually really enjoying myself if I play in those small little bursts, you know, but the problem is it's just not, it could have been so much more. It's a big, big open world. Um, there's a ton to do, but it's the same things. Uh, the enemies aren't all that, you know, different. Um, the bosses are, you know, pretty much the same as well they're just not you know they're just they just look a little bit different but it's basically the same thing over and over there's really no kind of way to differentiate who they are aside from you know what they look like there's no like real skill involved you grab a, a gun and you shoot them there's <laughs> it's like okay find the weak point there it is and at a certain point there's really no reason to even have a gun just have a grenade launcher or a rocket launcher or a couple rocket launchers and maybe like a sniper rifle. I mean, it's, it's, you, it, it, all the guns become basically obsolete once you start leveling up your guy. And speaking of that, once you start leveling up your agent, uh, it starts getting a lot better. You know, the more moves you can do, the more damage you do. I mean, you just, if you just want to blow shit up, go play Crackdown. That's it. You know, it's not that much different than the first one. Um, it's, you know, a lot of people say it's just basically a remake, which I can agree with. Um, but if you like Crackdown, then, yeah, you know, go play it. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I've always, I've said this before, I've said it a hundred times. I hate saying it is what it is, but I mean, this is the perfect example of it. It's a Crackdown <laughs> game, you know, and it's, you know, people say, well, what were you expecting? Well, I was expecting, you know, when you go from God of War 3 to God of War for the PlayStation 4, 
that's what I want to see. I want to see growth. I don't want to see, hey, we're going to just throw this stuff out there and, you know, you know, really we were focusing on the multiplayer, which we, you know, doesn't even have a invite, you able the ability to invite your friends. I haven't played that at all, so I'm not going to comment too much on that. That's really the only thing I know about it um, with the cloud destruction and stuff. I just, I'm not a multiplayer guy, really. So it it's crackdown, man. That's the best I can say it. So, so Dan, if I was to ask you, like, where do you put this on, on our scoring table? Do you, is it a 10? No. <laughs> what, what, what are your thoughts? It's definitely not a 10. I, you know, 6, I mean, 6 out of 10. Okay. Um, and that's mostly just based on the fun factor alone because, I mean, yeah, if you just want mindless fun blowing stuff up, I and mean, this is it, man. This is a good game for you. Um, if you're looking for any cool. kind of deep experience, go play something else. <laughs> and, my, and my last question on the names, I'm sure you got a couple questions too, but so would you say that this is a one-and-done game as social media has thrown out these days to where you play it once with the campaign itself and then you're kind of done with it? Or do you see yourself coming back to it with some pretty strong replayability? No, I don't. I mean, I didn't even finish every mission in the game i mean there's you basically the way that works is you're you you've got eight to ten bad guys and they're all different levels you have to beat a certain amount of you know missions to get to this guy as soon as it unlocked for me i was there i didn't even bother going through some of the other missions (laughs) and it was there's no way i'm going to come back and play this game anymore you know and it's not saying it's a bad game it's just i've done with it i've blown enough stuff up and I have satisfied my desire to kill stuff in Crackdown. So the I'm perfect good. Game Pass game. Yeah. Yep. It is. It really is. So I, you know, I've heard your your uh, comments, Dan, sound pretty similar to what a lot of other people said, um, and the little I've played of it seem to echo that as well. The only thing I have heard as a positive, and you hear this about some games sometimes, um, but is that you know once you get first past the first several hours and you do level your guy up and you get those orbs and you power up and you get the better weapons that it's a lot more enjoyable experience than the start of the game would you say that's true oh yeah for sure um i I finished it in eight hours so i would say about the five hour mark i was and that might be generous because it might have just been sitting on my xbox and turned on but you know based on what it (laughs) the uh excuse me uh what it said i played it for like almost eight nine hours um yeah, I would say after five hours, you start getting to the point where you're, you know, really powerful. But that also, you know, you also have to collect those orbs, those agility orbs. That makes a huge difference. Um, I know people love doing that kind of stuff. I don't care. I just want to... <laughs> there was a point where I was like, okay, this is really, really boring. Then it's like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then it went back to like, eh, it's getting monotonous. You know, it's like, oh, now now I'm a little bit stronger and I can, you know, jump up here and reach that. But then it's just the same thing, man. It's just the same thing over and over again. I really only got stuck one time on a boss that was ridiculously unfair. I'll say this, crackdown. You stink for that boss. So <laughs> I was just getting my butt kicked. I probably played that for an hour. So <laughs> there's a, you know, less or more than a tenth of my time played is, you know, fighting one boss. So you can fly through it. If you want to fly through it, there's really, I don't even know what the story was. I couldn't even tell you. I literally could not even tell you. You're in here, you're an agent, and you, uh, you're you killing bad guys. That's the best. That's that's it. <laughs> that's all I got on that. Gotcha. One. Well, 
appreciate your thoughts on Crackdown. Like you said, like Ain said, it seems to be the the consensus for a lot of people that are giving it a fair shake, positive and negative. And you had both to say on on the whole game. So appreciate that. Um, how about Far Cry? What do you what do you think here? Uh, so I'm I'm a huge huge Far Cry guy. I love the series. I love a lot of stuff that Ubisoft does. Um, probably too much. Um, it's fun. I mean, it's it's I. I I played five, you know, and when I went into this game, the only reason I wanted to play this, you know, spoiler alert, the end of Far Cry 5, you guys good? Okay, here it comes. The ship blows up. So, um, <laughs> you get, basically, you know, the apocalypse happens and uh, the world basically ends. So, this is 17 years later, I think, it comes in and you are, you know, you're, you're back in the same place, Hope County, and... You see what you know the bombs have done to this place, and society is rebuilding, and all that stuff. I did not like the ending to Far Cry Five, so the reason I played this game was to get some kind of closure, and I did, which is great. Um, but from a technical standpoint, it's basically Far Cry Five with a lot of pinks and a lot of neon, vibrant colors you know that, that's basically uh what it is it does change a, a few things you know i know they um said something about uh the rpg system I, I, I it's basically the same thing there's really not a whole lot to it you have a base you can upgrade the base with ethanol you uh in order to progress in the story you have to update the base a little bit they have outposts just like every other far cry game does uh, a little bit different on this one you can replay those at a higher difficulty um, over and over again to get more ethanol to upgrade your base to progress the story um, I think there's only like maybe 15 to 20 main story missions um, they have you know your your whatever your helpers are your guns for hire I think it, you know kind of makes its reappearance Herc is back that's enough to play the game right there at least you know when it goes on sale for 20 bucks if that's all you want, he's <laughs> fantastic. And it's got a lot of these little, you know, humorous kind of things that you find um, throughout the game. But it's Far Cry, just like Crackdown is Crackdown. I hate saying this. I say it all the time, even though I hate saying it. It's Far Cry, again, just kind of reskinned with some new stuff. Um, it's cool to kind of go around and find Hope County. Uh, you know, seeing some of the things from the previous game, uh, what they look like now. Um, there's actually, I think, a side quest where you have, you know, pictures and uh, you can kind of go back and go, oh, hey, there was that one building that I saw before, you know. That's kind of cool. Um, but if you were looking for kind of closure to the story, I thought it was kind of lazy writing at Far Cry 5 at the end of it. So this one will kind of finish that out for you. Um, there are different options uh, how you want to finish it. So... For that, I very, very much appreciate it. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Um, I put about 20 hours into it. Finished that over the weekend. So, knocked two games out this weekend. Just, or last weekend, I should say. So, it's, I thought it was going to take me longer. I really did. <laughs> I was really worried about the dreaded day that all these games came out. And I'm finished these two already. And I'm halfway through Metro. So, not so much, I guess. 
<laughs> so um, on this one, you know, Far Cry 5, which I completed, uh, it had that thing where you had kind of the family members, right? And they were like the big bosses in the game that you had to work towards as you cleared out areas. Does this have something similar where you're kind of clearing out areas and you're working towards fighting uh, specific bosses that eventually the game like forces you to fight? Or did they change that formula? No, that's that's gone. The, we, we, yeah, you had three areas. Um, this one's basically just outpost. And um, the cool thing about it is, you know, as you progress farther, you basically start, you know, in Far Cry 5, you started basically in the middle of the map, right? You can go wherever you want it to go. This one is more linear, where you start more at the bottom of the map, and you kind of make your way up north uh, through the map. And just progressively, as you get farther north, these enemies get a little bit harder. Um, this is where, you know, their new system, I think, comes in. The enemies are tiered now where they're, you know, you got level 1, I think, through or this basic to like legendary I think and depending on your weapons that you use so let's say you've got your basic little gun that's all taped up with duct tape and popsicle sticks you know it's going to be fine against these first level one guys once you can start getting level two guys a little bit less effective level three enemies like a bear you might as well just throw it at it because that'll probably do more damage than your bullets will and hopefully you can pick it up and throw it at them again that's <laughs> so that's kind of neat but you also have to upgrade all of your stuff or if you're like me, you know, spend five bucks and just get, <laughs> get a sweet weapon to start off with and then just kind of mow through stuff. That's the way this game should be played because it's really not, you know, it, it's, <laughs> I, I see what they're trying to do and it's kind of cool watching like their little numbers fly off and stuff of their top of their head, you know, because they've got like the hit or their hit marker. And it's just, nah. It's, yeah, you, you don't get that where you can learn about these guys, you know, those three separate people that you had in the Far Cry 5. This is just basically push up to the north. As soon as you get there, you know, now we're closer to the end of the game. That's it. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. I really don't have much to say about it. I'm not the biggest Far Cry fan, so I, I appreciate the feedback here. Um, I will be avoiding this one, too. <laughs> I didn't care for Far Cry 5 at all. And it, and it honestly sounds that if you... Uh, if you love the Far Cry formula, this is perfect. If you don't care for it, then it may not be for you. Yep. So it, it sounds like that's what we're getting here. So appreciate the uh, review, Dan. Um, let's talk about what we are playing really quick, and then we'll move over to name that game. So, Ains, let's start out with you. What do you uh, What do you got going on in your consoles? Um, funny enough, guys, I, I think I already talked about it because I was traveling all this week, so I wasn't home. I played a little Apex Legends while on the road. I always take my console with me. Um, so still playing a lot of Apex Legends, still loving it. I know we talked extensively about that last week and I reviewed it, so no need to kind of harp on that. Um, and then Anthem. Um, Anthem, you know, now that the kind of full, full, the full, full release is here. Um, playing that with, um, you know, a bunch of uh, our friends and uh, enjoying my time, like I said. So just waiting to get deeper into that and trying to get to the end game there and experience what the end game cycle is like, end game loot is like prior to the Division 2 launching. Because I think once the Division 2 launches, majority of my time is going to slide over to that. So, but that's about it. Not too much this week. How about you, Dan? I know you've t told us a bit about what you've played already, but anything yeah. else you're into? Pretty much what I've said. The only other game that I've really played, I touched on a little bit, was Metro um, Exodus. Uh, really liking that game. Um, it's 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 really pretty to look at. It's it's I think they did a really good job with it. Um, I don't know if it's like you know 
as hyped as or it lives up to the hype as much as it you know I saw, but it's it's definitely good. It's definitely different than the last two, for sure. So, but that's about it. And then Crackdown, Far Cry, and Anthem, which we've all talked about. Nice. So. Nice. Well, I'm all over the place these days. Um, I've actually <laughs> tried to play Exodus, and I've had three game-breaking bugs that have really bugged living crap out of me. Um, and really? so I've actually shelved it until there's a patch that comes out. Yeah, yeah. And the first missions or two, I've had to restart them multiple times, and I've lost about two to three hours of, of gameplay having to reset these over and over. Um, and I had kind of the Metro bug, and in having that bug, I went to um, the last game, which I didn't finish all the way through, in the Redux uh, format. So replaying Last Light, I only have about three hours left in it. It's not a very long game. You're probably looking between 10 and 15 hours on how fast or slow you play. So looking um, forward to completing that and kind of seeing what RTM was doing before Exodus came about, which is neat. Um, been playing Apex, which is, seems like the multiplayer game that we'd like to jump in the most. In uh, playing Crackdown and not enjoying Crackdown, it really gave me the feeling of playing Infamous Second Son, and I'm going back to finish that game because I played that game, and then I had a bunch of other stuff playing at that same time, so I never got to finish it, so I'm finishing that one up. And then um, I'm uh, replaying the Left Behind DLC from The Last of Us, which is uh, the, the, the remastered version of it, because I've only played it on the PlayStation 3 back in the day, so it's kind of cool to play it on uh, the PlayStation 4 with the remastered stuff. So, like I said, I'm all over the place. I'm in between consoles, too, so uh, kind of cool to see them. Um, and that's what we're kind of uh, playing right now. Dan, going to turn it over completely to you now, um, mm -hmm. and you're going to take us through Name That Game. So it's yeah. all yours, sir. So who's starting off? Boy, what is it? Ains, go ahead. All right. Ains. Let's do it. Mr. Right. Guess It on the second question. <laughs> We're if going you guys on the first guess it on the second time. question, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> it's possible, but either you're going to get on the second or you're going to maybe get on the last. All right. So Your last couple games have been really tough, so we'll see. This one might be. I'm not sure. We'll get. I think you guys will get it. All right. So in 1997, this game was released for the PC. PC? How about PC? It's on the computer, dudes. Wow. <laughs> okay. 97. All right. Wow. Um, let's go with. 97 would have been there. Let's go with Ultima Online. No. Gosh, that would have been awesome though. <laughs> how about um half-life no no half-life okay all right on to bert <sighs> all right initially this game was released as shareware Oof. duke nukem duke nukem Ooh. no <laughs> damn it shareware 97 um, ooh, 97, 97, God, shareware, I have no idea, um, I don't have a guess here, Hexen, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> good game, good game, All right. the story of the game takes place in 1928, whoa, whoa, Oh, I have, I have a guess, but I don't think uh -oh. it's right. But go ahead, Nance. I don't think I have a guess at all. Uh, <laughs> spy versus spy. Nice. No. What the? <laughs> what the? <laughs> uh, 
Um, it's still my guess, right? I have to guess off the 1928 yeah. mm-hmm. question. Uh, is it missed? No, it is not missed. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. Dang it. No. Okay. Uh, a sequel was released a year later in 1998, but it takes place 100 years in the future. Jesus Christ. <laughs> is it the original Fallout? No. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Damn, be coming in hot. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. I gotta think of the second question. I, I am never, never gonna listen to you complain about my games anymore. Oh, oh. my god. A PC. Like this is a well known game, right, Dan? Well known game. Played it. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing right there, 97, that's. I built or bought my first PC and modified it in 96. So, I mean, this is right when I was Ooh. PC gaming. Mm. Um, Command and Conquer. <laughs> no. Damn. All right, after this one, I think you guys might... I'll, I'll get a little easier on you. you, you one of the first games... Time. Yeah, it's not going to get easier. One of the first <laughs> games to make use of a secondary attack mode for its weapons. God damn. your guess, ain't I know, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> Don't rush him. Yeah, if you you hear all these guesses flowing out of my head right now. Oh my gosh. Secondary attack mode on PC. Turok. Ooh, no. Good guess. Did, didn't that start out on the N64? It did, but we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is it um is it is it Quake? No. Oh. Oh, that was a good Ooh. guess. Oh. It was a yeah. good guess. It was a very good guess. All right, where was I? I have no idea. All right, here we go. This will maybe help you out a little bit. It was developed by Q Studios, which was acquired by Monolith Productions during development. So technically developed by Monolith. Oh, I have, I have a guess. I have a guess. Do it. It's too bad because it's me. I know. It's yeah. me. Oh, shit, I don't know. Wait, never mind. I don't have a guess anymore. <laughs> Uh, is it uh no that couldn't have been at the 97 time frame monolith studio it's not deus ex is it no i actually thought about going with that game but i thought it'd be too easy mm. <laughs> <laughs> i guess i had was a uh, marathon but that's developed by bungie so mm. no. <laughs> <laughs> all right i'm gonna tell you how close you were bert so here's the next one um it uses the build engine also used by Duke Nukem 3D and Shadow Warrior. Oh my god. I know what this game is, I think. Whose turn is it? It's mine. It's mine. Insane's turn. Wait, Bert knows? No, I I actually don't. Never mind. That was not the studio I thought. (laughs) I think you guys are lying to each other. It makes me laugh. No, because there's quite a few obscure shooters from that time Mm -hmm. period. Yes. And it's going to be one of them, and I'm there's just blanking. There's literally like seven or eight of them. Yeah, there's a lot. Um, yeah. And I, I played them all, um, but I'm blanking on a bunch of them, which is not helping. Um, yeah, I don't have one here. Uh, secondary. The secondary um, firing mode is what I'm stuck on. I yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, time amazing. splitters. No. No, I got all excited for a second. Shit. 
right. Tell you, Burke. You got this. Oh, it's still my guess. Yeah. Wait, isn't it your guess? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know it's Bert's guess, and then and then next question. All right. Next question. You're you're sure we've played this game, right? I can't make a promise that you guys have played it. But <laughs> <laughs> my, my I, I really don't have a guess at all, and your next, that clue doesn't help me. But I thought of Fear. Remember that shooting game, oh, that Fear? Because that's. Yeah. that's uh, but game. that was not until the that's not until the early 2000s. So I I have no idea. Yep. Yeah, Fear was PS2, that's I think. Yep. Yeah. All right, you play as Caleb, a man hell bent on revenge against his big boss. Damn it, Caleb, man. <laughs> Caleb, I mean, I mean, come on. <laughs> There's I, really uh, no good guesses. There's really no good. I, I have no idea. I have no, no idea. I have this. I'm gonna be super sad. Uh, I, I, yeah, you've, you've got me, man. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh. Caleb, how the hell is that supposed to help, Dan? It doesn't really. Freaking there really isn't Caleb. a lot of good hints for this game, so. So next time you look up a game, if there's no hints, that means it's not a good game. <laughs> it means it's the perfect game. <laughs> I was gonna go with Doom, but it can't be Doom. Nah, so. it's '94. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I said Hexen earlier. I'll say Hexic, which is another first-person shooter. No. Okay. Next. How many questions do we have left? You have two. <laughs> All right. Jesus. This first-person shooter was re-released in 2010 on Good Old Games, I think is what it's called, and then 2014 for Steam. So it's on GOG and Steam relatively recently. Yes. Oh, boy. Well, I mean, I'm on GOG and Steam so often that... Yeah. <laughs> You know, our PC listeners are going to know what this was. Like, yeah, I know. Three. Jo- Jordan's going to be texting us after he listens, like, killing us. <laughs> um, man, I, I'm, I'm, I got nothing, Bert. I don't know about you. I don't have a guess here. Uh, no, and this is during the DOS days, right? Not Windows 97 was DOS still. Yeah, and that's DOS. Um, my, my favorite uh, time I, period. No, when, when are you talking about? That wasn't DOS. Windows 95. Windows was out in like 93. Hmm. Yes. I could, a lot of the games I launched back then were still DOS based. They were, yeah. They were built on DOS. Yeah. 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 Um, For DOS, I mean. <clears throat> I got nothing, guys. <laughs> Give us the last right, question. Burke gets, Bert yeah. gets first, uh, first try at it. That last sucks. question. All right. So, I'm going to give you guys a gigantic, gigantic clue. Oh, damn it. See, Burke gets first guess. Huge! Huge. All right. So some of the weapons in the game include a flare gun, a voodoo doll, an aerosol canister can be used as a flamethrower. Oh, I think I I know what this is, but keep going. Yep. All right. And also a power-up known as Guns Akimbo. Akimbo! And the multiplayer. (sighs) Wait a minute. There was multiplayer in it. Hold on, this is all the same question. The deathmatch game... Which was crap back then because of the internet. All right, how long of a clue thing. is this? You don't have to tell us the whole Hold thing. On. It's called. <laughs> this is a huge clue. The death match was called bloodbath. I don't know blood. Bam! Is that the? Is that That's the clue? it? You got it on the <laughs> last <laughs> one. I figured if I put bloodbath in it, you surely get it. 
Because it's oh in the man, title. I never played that game. I remember the box art though. Didn't the box art have like a bloody hand or something? Yep, it was a bloody hand. Oh, I never played it. Yeah. Oh my god, god dang it. So, it. so I think we're. Got it. Um, I think Dan has removed himself from hosting in that game. <laughs> well, listen, if I went with like an N64 game or a Master System game, it would have been over in two questions. That's why I went PC. I was like, you know what? Oh, man. Screw these guys. Good job. You got it, though. Wow. Okay. I, I never played it, though. I, I'm kind of curious to see what the gameplay looks like now and it's garbage. what Caleb looks like. <laughs> it's garbage. It's pretty garbage. This guy, this is a big clue, guys. Big clue coming out. Blue. The guy's name was Caleb. <laughs> you can't like when I try to put the questions together. I'm Caleb. like, okay, I, I I'm trying to give stuff away, but I can't because there's nothing to give away without actually just saying, hey, this game was super bloody, quote unquote. So Ains, Ains, have you played that game before? I don't remember playing it. I when you said it's had the bloody hand for the box, I can picture it now. But I'm gonna have to yeah, look at yeah. footage to see if I actually played it. I don't recall playing yeah, it. Yeah, I. I definitely yeah. never played it, but I remember the box art. It was because back then PC had like the coolest box yeah, art. That was one then. of those things. It was yeah. it was super super aggressive and very <laughs> nasty. Wow. But it was cool. Yeah, you know. All right, all right. Well, a great, great obscure game, Dan. I'm looking at the so I'm looking at our history here. We've actually been playing this for a little while now, and let's see. Dan has won four times. Bert has won three times, and I have mm-hmm. won three times. So. Dan is uh, wow, Dan's got a one right up there, on us. Though. So next week is yeah, it's your turn. Yeah, ends. and and, okay. and that's pretty. That's going to be true, right? Because someone's always hosting. So right. Yep. All right. Well, let us know if you got that question on your first, second, third, fifth, <laughs> whatever you got that the, the question on. You're more than likely a big PC player, um, and that's probably where we're, like Ains was joking. Jordan might be hitting us up. Saying, how can you guys not know that? Um, or maybe you're like, man, you recognize it off the box art, or even Ains, I think, uh, recognize the box art. But uh, that's our name that game for the last week of February. And with that, we're going to go ahead and close it out. We do have some good content coming from you this or for you this week. <laughs> um, the video that uh, I shot for batteries is still being edited. I should have that up. Uh, gosh, early this week, if, if the editing can get done. We're working on something else that we are hoping to launch by the end of the day today, if not tomorrow. But Ains, you want to actually unveil what it is that we're doing with this video and what it what the video will entail? Yeah, sure. So um, <clears throat> last year, I believe, it's been a little while, uh, we started a new series called Examining Classics. They are articles on games we feel are, um, you know, highly, highly memorable in the industry or had some huge impact on the industry. And they're articles that I've wrote, uh, some of the most extensive writing I've ever done uh, in these articles. So it's very detailed and quite long talking about the, the history and the making of and why the game is significant. So we have turned that into a video series called, uh, surprise, surprise, Examining the Classics. And we are launching the first episode, as Bert said, uh, today or tomorrow. We're just finishing up the editing. But it is by far, I would say, uh, Bert, the the most in-depth video series we've done. A lot of work went into it, um, and they're going to be a little longer video, more like a, a, almost like a mini documentary. So episode one is on The Last of Us, and uh, obviously my article is on the site, but uh, really anxious to get that in front of you guys and to get your thoughts on it, because we think, uh, especially if you enjoyed The Last of Us uh, and love that game like we do, then uh, you should really enjoy it. So we're hugely excited about it. Great, and if you haven't subscribed and liked us on YouTube, 
and you've just been listening maybe just audio-wise, make sure to do that if you can. Um, you can kind of uh, link to the videos that we do talk about on our BitCast, and you can see what we're doing on there. And if you have already, we really appreciate it. And same thing goes with all of our uh, podcast formats on all of our uh, platforms like Spotify, iTunes, etc. Thanks for listening there. And Dan, before we say goodbye, anything from you? Any other uh, games that you're going to be knocking out soon or anything with a review for us soon? <laughs> well, hopefully I can get uh, enough time into Anthem to do that. Um, I'm also waiting on the uh, new Astro controller coming out. Um, should oh, be yeah. out hopefully soon, I think next month. <laughs> Uh, once to do, I'll get a video up on that. Uh, it's a PlayStation 4 controller, very moddable, and it's wireless, which is awesome. So I would like to see kind of what it, you know, what it does. And it's like $200. It's crazy. Crazy. <laughs> it better be worth it. We're going to see. I'll do an unboxing, then I'll do a, a well, you'll video have to, for it. And what you'll have to do, Dan, is bring it over because we can compare it to the scuff um oh, review yeah. that i did which is another 200 dollars controller so we can see how they compare side by side yeah for sure that'd be awesome great all right everyone thanks for listening have a great week and we'll talk to you in the first weekend of march goodbye <laughs>